educate, thanks so much for tuning in to the alternative classroom experience. So I hope that everybody enjoyed my previous guest on Educate, Poppy Richardson, as she spoke so eloquently about the ups and downs of training to become a primary school teacher. If you haven't managed to catch it yet, do make sure you check it out. She offers a really interesting insight into the world of teaching. And especially if you have any little ones around your house at the moment, do give it a listen because she talks about some of the programmes and just insights as to how you can cope with that. So thanks so much, Pops, and I'm really looking forward to doing a real-life Educate episode with you when all of this has blown over. According to Age UK, the definition of loneliness is this. Loneliness can be understood as an individual's personal, subjective sense of lacking desired affection, closeness and social interaction with others. Loneliness is not the same as social isolation, although it has a social aspect. Loneliness is also defined by an individual's subjective emotional state. So during a time where social isolation is paramount in protecting our NHS, many people will be experiencing acute feelings of loneliness around the country. The nation's been ordered to self-isolate and it's not permitted to socialise with friends and loved ones outside of our quarantined homes. There are those who are in hospitals with the coronavirus, not seeing faces with loved ones desperately worried about them at home looking from afar. So how can we help this situation? I've asked Patrick Harding, the CEO and founder of Joy, to talk to me about what his platform is doing during these unprecedented times and its role in alleviating loneliness across the UK. I hope by listening to Patrick that you feel inspired to help tackle this growing issue and as a result we can all spread a bit more joy together. Over to you Patrick. Question one is, what is Joy and who is it for? I started Joy to do two things. Firstly, to end loneliness. And secondly, to free up GP time. So a few stats for you. Nine million people in the UK feel chronically lonely. Being lonely reduces your life expectancy by 15 years. And one in five GP appointments are for loneliness and other social health problems. Now, it doesn't need to be this way. The UK is blessed with more than 45,000 amazing community-based organisations, such as charities and churches, who provide, quite frankly, life-changing support and services for the most vulnerable and lonely people in society. However, the way that we access those services is broken. We rely on things like leaflets and out-of-date websites which have got listings on them of services that no longer exist or the services have quite drastically changed. So we provide a technology solution which is used by stakeholders in the NHS such as nurses and people called social prescribers to make referrals into those community-based services such as a charity dementia cafe or a Christians Against Poverty Debt Centre. So stakeholders make referrals at the click of a button for their clients and their patients who are suffering from loneliness and isolation. Question two is, what are my reasons for starting Joy? I started Joy to help really because of what happened to my mum. She became disabled, was no longer working and 
I was in a different city to her. And I'd ring her up and go, what have you been up to? How are you doing? And it was a painful conversation. She didn't have much going on, quite frankly. All we'd talk about is her medical appointments, trips to the hospital and the doctors. And I just saw her life become increasingly small, increasingly lonely. And whenever I would suggest that she got plugged into different activities or services, such as volunteering and whatnot, she'd always go, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, but then would never do that. So one Christmas, I took matters into my own hands and I spent hours, in fact, weeks, researching things that she could do in the local area that I could sign her up to, that I could pay for as a Christmas present, her to do something that would get her plugged into the community, get her having something to look forward to every week. And I found an art class for her. And so I signed her up. So she had no reason now to say, no, I'm not going to go to that because I'd already paid and she'd feel guilty not, not going. And quite frankly, the transformation in her life was was quite remarkable just having one thing in the week to look forward to made a massive difference to her mental health and her physical health and not only that it also will have saved the NHS a bunch of money because now my mum wasn't just obsessing and focusing on small little medical matters but she would get plugged in and have other things occupying her mind she had more purpose in her life now that little story of what happened to my mum is, is one that's actually quite common. It's quite common for people, tragically, to wake up every day not full of beans, not with something to look forward to, but, but to feel complete emptiness, to not have people to share joy in. And I just think that that's so sad. And as I mentioned in the previous answer, like being lonely, this has a material impact on your health you know if you're lonely and isolated for instance if you don't wake up every day with something or some people to share your day with in a positive way it has a terrible impact on your health so for instance you're more likely to become depressed you're more likely to suffer from heart disease more likely to get alzheimer's more likely to end up in a and e and in hospital so the reasons for starting joy are that it's because social community-based organisations have a huge impact on a person's health and well-being. And if only they could be accessed, if only people in the NHS could make referrals more successfully and more easily, then we would see quite a transformation in many millions of people's lives. But also it would save up and free up a bunch of different resources that could be dedicated to other things. Question three is what are bundles of joy and how can we get involved? So the coronavirus has really changed where some of the extremities of loneliness exist. So there are loads of problems of people being lonely and isolated in their own home and the community support that they once relied on has now been cancelled and they're under strict orders not to leave the home. So that's put a whole bunch of pressure um, around loneliness and isolation. And we have a programme of support called Joy Live and various other groups that meet 
virtually such as book clubs and cook-alongs to help people who are self-isolating, people who are at home, to still wake up every day with something to look forward to and to be able to do that in a fun and communal way. So we're already doing that. Now, I also learned some of something quite of something recently of the problem of loneliness in the hospital wards inside hospitals. So we now have this really unique situation where people are quite seriously unwell in hospitals, but not surrounded by their loved ones. So typically when you're really unwell and what will happen is your family and friends will come and visit you and and be cheering you on. We now have this problem with the coronavirus, which means it's so infectious that hospitals have had to stop visitation. Now, what you have is you have many, many people in hospital fighting um, for every breath, like having to put in the effort to breathe, but they don't have their friends and family cheering them on. And what makes things worse is that the staff in the hospital are head to toe toe in PPE. They're wearing visors over their face. They've got the face masks on. So it's very dehumanising. So if you just picture yourself, you're lying in bed, you'll have your oxygen mask on, um, struggling to breathe. You don't have your friends and family around you and the staff are all kind of not human to you anymore. And it's a really unpleasant experience. So the battle of beating coronavirus for these people is as much of a mental one as it is a physical one. When I was speaking to a doctor, she was telling me how there have been cases of people taking off their oxygen masks, of people whose um, effort of into breathing is, is going down, not because of physical reasons, but more of the mental impact, like really questioning, like, what's the point of trying anymore? And so we thought, how on earth can we remotely just share some hope and love for those people who are having to you know, endure this thing, battle for their lives inside the hospital, to cheer them on so that they keep going, they keep trying to breathe. And that's what the idea of this, these bundles of joy came about. So these are little baskets, little um, goodie bags, I suppose, of things that will help a person who's fighting the coronavirus in hospital. So it has hand cream because your hands get really dry. It has warm socks because you can get cold feet in hospital. It's got lip balm because the oxygen mask dries your lips. And it has like sweets and chocolate, etc. But the key thing that makes this like really unique and really special is that when people donate a bundle of joy... They can also write a personalised message of hope and support to help that person, whoever it is, who's going to receive this. And they can upload a couple of pictures. So if you're a family and you've got a kid um, who's maybe drawn a nice picture of support, we will print that out and assemble them. And we do all the logistics centrally. So we will um, assemble all the boxes, print out and make them all very nice with the personalisation as well. Um, And then we do a disinfection process, which involves disinfecting all of the boxes, all the things inside the boxes, and then leaving them um, in a sealed bag for four days, which is um, the length of time it takes for the coronavirus to die before transporting them to the hospital wards. 
which is where they will then be given to those people who are on the coronavirus ward as something to give them hope and encouragement, um, a little bit of cheer, um, and, and hopefully to really help them to keep their masks on and keep trying to breathe. If people want to create a their own bundle of joy, then you can do that. So our website is called explorejoy.co.uk and you'll see a button on the website either at the top or in the sidebar if you're using the phone um, and it says bundles of joy and I'm sure Katie you can pop a URL in the uh, show notes. What has been your most rewarding moment so far with joy? So I think there's been some serious highlights doing this, um, but one absolutely sticks out in my mind. It's something that we've done recently with our programme called Joy Live. And when this whole thing happened, we had to like really think on our feet and innovate to come up with a new way of addressing loneliness and doing it virtually. And in that first week, we had loads of people being referred. Actually, we had a um, higher levels of referrals than than ever before, even though the problem of loneliness has become massively complicated by a lack of different services. And for me, like a real highlight was when we were on our first ever Zoom call, which was a, a virtual sing-along um, to help people who have Alzheimer's to um, sing. Actually, singing is really um, a proven way of helping to manage Alzheimer's is by singing. It really helps you remember, particularly singing old songs if you're older. So we had our first session and just having the Zoom on and just seeing people in their own homes, like dancing around their living rooms and just going for it and having fun. Um, it was like heartbreaking in, in like the absolute best sense of of the word it was so so heartening to see people doing that um and I just felt immensely like privileged to be able to have the chance to bring joy like this to um people's lives okay question five is what tips do you have for us all to make sure those in our communities aren't facing loneliness on their own so one of the biggest learnings for me is that loneliness is something which is felt across generations. When I first started this, I kind of felt it was something which was exclusively for older people. And what I'm gradually learning is that actually the problem of loneliness is one that affects all generations. So for us as millennials, one of the most scary stats is that one in five millennials has no friends at all. And so, like, practically speaking, I think we need to be better and more intentional about trying to make friends. Like, what I noticed in my own personal journey with moving to London, which is a big, busy, but very lonely city, is just how hard it is nowadays to make friends. This is particularly bad amongst blokes. So for us men, like, we really need to be aware of it and careful of it too. So I think the temptation here is for us to it's for it's for us to think about loneliness as, as something for older people, but it's not the case, it's for all of us. And when we're trying to address the problem problem of loneliness, we've got to be really careful as well about how we do it. So 
the antidote to loneliness is friendship and friendship happens when there is a mutual connection so the relationship's got to be an equal one so for instance a doctor patient relationship is not an equal one because there's like a hierarchy there so the antidote to loneliness is is friendship and that's mutual connection so for us as people who are millennials whether we're lonely or not lonely the challenge is is can we be vulnerable with other people can we create the context for mutual connection and can we do that to people who may or may not have have friends and and can we just get into the habit of doing it more and more as we age this is now just something explicitly really for us millennials it's going to become harder not easier for us to make friends as you age you become more naturally introverted you become a bit more shy and so people listen to this podcast i expect will be have already noticed that that making friends etc is is harder and it will become harder and harder so we need to put more effort in i think to being vulnerable to other people um which has like a cost attached to it as well it's not an easy thing to do but that would be my big encouragement for us to start thinking about people who could be lonely and how we might um, make ourselves vulnerable um and, and share some of our feelings um, so that they can help us and then by us being vulnerable then we can help other people okay the last question is what should you do if you are lonely during self-isolation this is such a good question so number one straight off the bat if anybody is feeling gripped by loneliness then please come and join us in some of our support that we provide on joy We've got loads of things, most of which are totally free from online cook-alongs to online book clubs to friendship groups to workouts to sing-alongs, etc. Loads of amazing things going on, all run by really friendly, kind people. We would love to see you there. The second thing is get creative as well. So you're not alone in feeling lonely. You're not alone in feeling lonely whether we're in self-isolation or lockdown or whatever, it is a really common feeling. So here's my massive encouragement, right? Just take heart from the fact that you're not alone. And secondly, if you can't find anything, then you can create stuff as well. Get creative. Technology is your best like friend when it comes to like creating things. So if you have a passion, if you want to connect on something really random, like the didgeridoo, say, The beauty of the internet is that there'll be people who will want to connect with you on that as well. And where there's common ground and where there's mutual common interest, there's an opportunity for friendships to blossom and form. So I would say two things. One, come on Joy if there's anything um, that you want to get plugged into, we'd love to have you. Secondly, if you can't find something... Uh, on there that will help you with your loneliness and isolation like create something you can even create new services on our app as well but it may not be the right thing for you you might be better off with things like facebook or whatever but you can find people um, in this moment you're not alone a lot of people feel lonely right now and so yeah my heart goes out to you and um, use this as an opportunity to to be creative and, and start something new Thank you 
you so much, Patrick. That was unbelievably enlightening and so important to hear all of that information. I can't believe that one in five GP appointments are for loneliness and other social health problems. I think that is so sad. I mean, as I was listening to your voice note, I jotted down some of the stats that you said. And I think nine million people in the UK feel chronically lonely and that your loneliness, if you're chronically lonely, it reduces your life expectancy by 15 years. I mean, that's just dreadful. That's so dreadful. So thanks so much for highlighting those really important points. And I'm so thankful that you, Joy, are doing such amazing work to combat this real, I guess, social health problem, to use your your words. So thanks so much for taking the time to answer those questions. I really, really appreciate it. And I think it's such a fantastic idea to send these bundles of joy to coronavirus patients that are currently in hospitals. I had absolutely no idea. Um, You know, it's having that mental strength to keep going and to keep breathing. And I think, gosh, when you say it like that, it's so nice to know that there are organisations like Joy that are really coming together and showing the best of humanity and aiming to tackle these issues. I think it's so inspiring. So thank you ever so much for your time. I'd just like to reiterate Patrick's previous statement when he says, take heart from the fact that you're not alone. And I think that that is such a lovely thing to say. Make sure that if there's anybody out there that you know of that might be feeling lonely, and they might not say that they are, but do try and check in on them. Loneliness is an issue. And I do believe that hopefully if we can all start to tune into this as a problem, we can hopefully all tackle it together. As stated previously, please make sure you check out explorejoy.co.uk and if you would like to send a bundle of joy, please do so via their website. Have a lovely week, everybody. Thank you ever so much for listening and do let me know what you'd like to learn next time on my next lesson of Educate. So thank you so much and have a fantastic rest of the week.